0: Divine Shepherd Lutheran Church and School in Blackhawk, South Dakota, is happy to share God's Word preached for you by Pastor Randy Sturzenbecker. We pray that you will rejoice in Christ crucified and resurrected for you. The waters of baptism, the Lord's Supper, and the forgiveness of sins, all for you, from Jesus.
1: The Old Testament reading is from Isaiah chapter 55 Incline your ear and come to me, hear that your soul may live, and I will make with you in an everlasting covenant my steadfast, sure love for David. Behold, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and the commander for the peoples. Behold, you shall call a nation that you do not know, and a nation that did not know you shall run to you. Because of the Lord your God and of the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. If you'll join in me in saying, the catechetical, re- catechetical review, the second petition of the Lord's prayer, Thy kingdom come. What does this mean? The kingdom of God certainly comes by itself without our prayer, but we pray in this petition that it may come to us also. How does God's kingdom come? God's kingdom comes when our Heavenly Father gives us his Holy Spirit, so that by his grace we believe his holy word and lead godly lives here in time and there in eternity. The epistle lesson for today is from Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 15 through 21. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand that the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but, he filled with, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord, with all your heart. Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Thanks. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Wedding feast for his son
0: and sent his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast, but they would not come. Again he sent other servants, saying, Tell those who are invited, See, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his servants, treated them shamefully, and killed them. But when the king came in to look at the guest, he saw there a man who had no wedding garment. And he said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, Bind him hand and foot and cast him into, into the outer, outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise For many are called, but few are chosen. This is how our gospel reading ends today. Uh, this is kind of odd when you when you kind of hear it how it ends because right before that we had just read in the gospel how this guy is uh, he's not wearing the proper wedding the proper garment at the wedding feast, so the uh, host has him bound hand and foot thrown thrown out into. The outer darkness where there's weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. And then Jesus says, many are called but few are chosen. And how do we respond to that? This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, it doesn't seem like very good news when it ends that way. But we can so easily dwell on God's judgment and wrath and miss the gift that is found here, that we see in this text this morning. That is the gift of forgiveness of sins to anyone who will heed the invitation to this feast. It's in this parable that Jesus is warning the Pharisees once again and certainly anyone that's within earshot that there are dire eternal consequences to rejecting God and the free gift of salvation won by his Son on the cross. The gospel is met with stern warnings of its rejection and the consequences for anyone who refuses to believe in the one God sent to save us. Throughout history, we know that God has sent his messengers time and again inviting all repentant sinners to come and receive his gift. For God had time and again sent his prophets to speak to his people as we see in the Old Testament Call them to repentance, but many rejected salvation and forgiveness of sins. To be certain, there were also those who responded joyfully to this invitation, as there were others at the same time who continued to ignore the warnings, who blatantly refused to receive the message of God's grace and forgiveness. And through their outright hatred and resentment of the truth, They even took some of the servants that were sent, treated them harshly, and even killed them. This is no different than we really find today, for there are still those who reject the gospel. God's invitation to man to come and dine with him in his great wedding feast in his kingdom where he celebrates the union of his son with the church here on earth. And the second part of the parable is not only applicable to that time of Jesus' ministry, but certainly to us today as well. Because here God continues to call anyone who will come to his feast that he has prepared, since the ones that were invited rejected him time and again. And so here... In the Gospels, we see that God used John the Baptist, he used Christ himself, the apostles that came with their urgency of repentance unto salvation. In our time, it seems that the world is becoming even more hostile to this good news of salvation. Just like in the parable, many continue to turn away, to go their separate ways, to ignore these warnings. The continued response of many in this fallen world is one of outright rejection of the truth of God's word. Indifference toward Christian religion seems to rule our day even more. This is blatant blasphemy as man continues to be filled with hatred in his heart for the things of God. And then there are those who hold to this notion that your truth, that's fine for you and your church, that truth that what you believe, that Jesus died on the cross for you and rose again for you. But it's not my truth. That's not for me. But the Lord is still calling and He's gathering through His church. He still urges, He still calls, He still sends His servants out to invite as Many as you can find, he says, to come to the feast. God desires that there is none who would be lost, but that all should be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth, the truth that God loves them, that he sent his son to die on the cross for them. And God continues to love, he continues to act, he continues to use his servants today to spread the gospel throughout all of the world, even though there will still be those who reject, those who turn away, those who even persecute the church. But by his Holy Spirit, God will not stop calling the world to repentance until the day he returns. Well, dear saints, then, the greatest offense, then, that we can see in the parable is for anyone to reject his son that he gave to the world for the forgiveness of sins. Rejecting sacraments, re- rejecting the baptism gospel, rejecting absolution is, is the blasphemy, is the turning away of the free gift of salvation that Jesus speaks of. Despising God separates man from this gift of salvation. By nature, since the fall, man is the enemy of God because of corruption and falling into sin. To be certain, through this parable, Jesus gives this clear warning of what fate awaits someone when they have turned away and constantly rejected God. Therefore, being unworthy of the feast is based on having no faith in the one who suffered and died for you. And to dishonor the king and his son by rejecting the gospel is to then render oneself unworthy to be in the kingdom but you are called. You are chosen. You're here this morning because you have responded to the gospel and you continue to respond. You've come to the knowledge and you have believed that Jesus died for you on the cross and rose again for you for the forgiveness of your sins. You are all of us here today are enjoying being in this kingdom, in this great feast on this side of eternity. You've responded to the call of the Holy Spirit working through the preaching of the gospel that has enlightened you and brought you to faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. For there is no, one, no other one who can save or deliver us. And this continues to be the great salvation story. God doesn't stop. He continues, even in His church with us, to daily transform and renew us through the working of the Holy Spirit that continues to transform us, to make us every day into the image of Christ. He continues to feed us with the bread of heaven, the nourishment for our souls. As baptized Christians, we are a continual work in progress. That's good news for us. He's never finished with us. And He continues to call us to repentance. You and I then continue to reject our sin, our sinful flesh, putting it to death and continually rising in this promised new life in Christ. May we realize, as Christ's church with constant repentance hearts, the magnificent and great mercy we have received in being invited being called to be members of God's kingdom and his reign not only in this life but in the life to come. The clear stern warnings that we hear in the gospel today then only illuminates even more dear saints how great this treasure of salvation and forgiveness of sins is for us. The Lord continues to say come everything has been prepared we then continue in this great wedding celebration in this space and time. God, Emmanuel, that is God with us, came down to us. He has come to us. He continues to come to us. He's with his bride, the church. He comes again with gifts for us this morning. We celebrate here that we're forgiven. We belong to him. And we celebrate this Holy Supper as we are united with all the hosts of heaven again and those who have gone before us as they worship the Lord now around the throne where we too will join them someday when the Lord returns or we go to be with him. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.